in the um, the sixth part of our eight-part sermon series. I must tell you that um, it has not felt like six weeks to me, and there's a small part of me that is a little sad that we only have two weeks left remaining because I just believe it has truly been a blessing to me, hopefully to you as we have been able to dig deep into the recesses of our hearts in, in and by way of relationship. And so my prayer is that today is no different. Amen. So if you have your Bible, be it in book form or in app form, <laughs> then grab your Bibles and turn with me over to 1 Samuel, the 23rd chapter. We are going to be reading verses 15 through 18. Amen. Again, that is 1 Samuel, the 23rd chapter. Reading from verse 15 through verse 18. If you have it, say amen. Don't say, wait a minute. Amen. Amen. We stand for the reading of the word of God. Greatly appreciate it. Provided for you on the screen. It says there in 1 Samuel 23, starting at verse 15 through 18, it says, David was in the wilderness of Ziph in Horeb. When he saw that Saul had come out to take his life, then Saul's son, Jonathan, came to David in Horeb and encouraged him in his faith in God, saying, Don't be afraid, for my father Saul will never lay a hand on you. You yourself will be king over Israel and I'll be your second in command. Even my father, Saul, knows it is true. Then the two of them made a covenant in the Lord's presence. Afterward, David remained in Horeth while Jonathan went home. Hold your Bibles in the air and repeat after me. This is my Bible. When I read it, I read in my potential. But when I study it, I discover my destiny. Today, as we continue in our journey of hashtag relationship goals, I want to answer what has turned out to be one of the most popular questions I have received in this series as it pertains to the people that, you know, Pastor, uh, how do I choose the right relationships, right? A and see, it is that question that gets me excited uh, because no longer is it just uh, a seeking any old relationship. No. But how do I, how do I choose the right relationship? So, if you will, amen, for this, today's topic, I want to lift up the topic to you, choosing the right relationships. Again, choosing the right relationships. Let us pray. God, we love you. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, God, your love. 
God, we thank you, God, for your power, God, because you are mighty, you are strong. God, we pray that you will hear from heaven. God, that you will bless us, God, as we as we hear, God, this morning what you have to say, God, we pray that we will be able to put out of our minds our own biases and our own thought process and, and truly hear what thus saith the Lord. Lord, I pray, God, that while your servant is weak, God, I pray, God, that you will bless, you will anoint, God, use me, God, as only you can. God, speak now. God, as we truly want to hear from heaven on high, not what we believe, God, but what you say is real. It's in the blessed, marvelous, and mighty name of Jesus we pray. And the church says, amen. wish I could tell you that I had a the ability, the charisma, wish I could say I had the type of charm that just speaking or uh, 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 the, the type of influence that anybody I met or, or anybody I meet would just say, you know what, I, I want that guy to, to, to lead me. I, 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 I want that to be my pastor. Wish I had that type of influence. I wish I could tell you that I had the type of vernacular that, that, that can speak so eloquently that somebody just heard me speak and say, you know what, that is the, that is the ministry and the, and the church I want to be a part of. The reality of it is, that's just not the case. I wish I could even tell you that every one of my friends, every one of my family members, uh, just knowing that I was a pastor, just, just knowing I was at, uh, having a place, they would say, you know what, uh, uh, because I'm his friend, I'm going to church. But unfortunately, that is just not the case. Because the reality of it is, some of them just don't go. <laughs> Nowhere, amen. And, 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 and while on the surface, them not coming here is not necessarily a bad thing, uh, on the surface, uh, 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 now, especially as long as they're going somewhere else, on the surface you would think, no, not a bad thing. They don't go to church, no big deal. Until you realize they're not hearing this message. What do you mean by this, preacher? See, I, there was a friend of mine, there is a friend of mine, who I was just talking to the other day. And in uh, talking to them, um, I started asking about their dating life. Asked about their dating life, and we're talking, we're talking, and um, no, no, no big deal. And and and, but as we talked more, she started to tell me that this person she was dating. And immediately, I, I thought about that's not normally who I would have pictured them with, and so I, I began to ask the question: Why in the world are you dating this person? And the statement that will follow, while very cool at the time, almost kind of funny, uh, made me ponder a little bit after we uh, went our separate ways. As they said, 
well, I'm getting too old, so I've gotten to the place where I just like who like me. <laughs> now, I'm saying this was not a case of, of looks as the person was, I'm not, I, I didn't even see the person. It was more so based off of where the per particular person was in their life and where the other person was in their life. And so my question is, how in the world are y'all ever going to even have conversation? And so I, I go, well, I just like who like me. And while many of us say things like this very cliche type of uh, 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 verbiage, the reality of it is, it's true. And it's not just in our dating world. It's not just, and in, in, in. we do that with our friends. It, you know what? I'm just getting to the place to where, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to find, you know, some type of, I even have another, some type of companionship. They can, my friendships can be horrible. They can, they can do me wrong, do me dirty. I just want somebody to be my friend. Think, think about it. Oh, God, I'm about to turn 40. I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur by now. Oh, man, I just need to find somebody to get in business with. And we, 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 we got to get, we, we get a quick idea, get it on the market so I can start. I was supposed to be a millionaire already. And we start making decisions based off the idea that I'm not where I was supposed to be. And now you're getting into relationships, into partnerships, into friendships with people you were never supposed to be in relationship with. All because you were just looking for any old type of relationship. Think about your friends. Think about the people that you would categorize as friends. Or think about your partners, people that you do business with, people you are in business. Think about those type of people. Uh, 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 who's in your who's in your circle? Now, if you were to put everybody that's in your circle Catch this. In your survey of the right type of relationship, could you competently say the type of people you are hanging around, the people that are in your center of influence, the people that encourage you, the people that don't encourage you, the people that are in your corner, the people that claim to be in your corner just to stab you in the back, are those people the people are supposed to be there? So we look and say, well, what? If I'm looking for friendships and I'm looking for partners, see, see, many of us, we look at uh, uh, partners with business differently than we do our friends. And I just beg to differ. I'm one of those people that if I'm getting in bi into business with anybody, I, we, we, now I'm not saying as far as that work, as in, this, in particular, we're going and we're both working at a location. We don't have to be friends. I don't go to work to make friends. But if I'm going to get into business with you, if we're going to join a, as far as a church, if we're going to join as far as ministry, if we're going to join as it pertains to going out and, and, and actually building a company, we need to be friends. And so I just believe that most of us, if we chose our business relationships, catch this, if you are in management and you, we, we always ask the question in when we're, when we're doing interviews that they, you know, kind of HR kind of gave us a, a good question. People can be great. And they come and they can sit across from you. But you must ask yourself, would I want this person sitting at the table with my, fr with my family? Wow, why, why are they in the interview? Am I worried about this? We need, to rec we, need to, we need to judge their character. Would you want that person sitting across the table from your children eating dinner? And so I just believe that if 
any type of people you're doing any type of business with, you need to find some type of friendship with. I may not, you may not be my, my closest friend, but there just needs to be certain characteristics about you that say you are showing yourself friendly. But what is a friend? Webster says a friend is a person attached to another person by feelings of affection or personal regard. Feelings of affection or personal regard. I know what personal regard is, but what is, what is really affection? And so I looked up affection. It gave me two different definitions. It says a fond attachment, devotion, or love. And then it says it is an emotional, an emotion, excuse me, feeling or sentiment. So you know myself, you know, if I'm going to put what it says as a friend, I'm attached it to what it has in, because uh, in friendship is of affection, amen. So I'm going to then combine that with what affection is to give me a longer definition so I can get a really good ex- uh, explanation of what a true friend is. So I just believe a friend is a person that has a fond attachment bonded or is connected to another person by way of feeling of emotion or sentiment of devotion, love, or personal regard. So you mean to tell me if somebody classifies themselves, if I classify somebody as my friend, they need, this is the criteria of my friend, this, my friend, is why I have a problem with Facebook. What do you mean? I went online la- just last night, just last night, and I have characterized by Facebook as 1,100 friends. I got 1,100 fr- No, I don't. See, I, I may have 1,100 people that I know. 1,100 acquaintances. Uh, I may have 1,100 people that know my name, but the reality of it is there is no way in the... I don't even like 11. Let's know 11. (laughs) Think about it. This is why I have a problem with Facebook and how they care. See, uh, just like my page. You you can just, just see me. Why do I have to call you a friend? See, I believe many of us are living our lives in the in the vantage point of Facebook if I could just get enough people around me. If, if I could just get a whole bunch of people that, that don't really know, know my intimate details, don't even really know what I even like to eat, but I just have enough people around me, I will feel important. If I just get enough likes on Facebook, then li- listen, I'm a, if you, uh, we were li- listening to a comedian, and, and you would take 400 or 500 pictures to get, the ver- to get the perfect one to put the nice filter on top of it, only to realize that there's something in the background, so I've got to take three to 400 more just to post one and say, hashtag no filter. You a lie. Think about how we characterize our friendships. Many of us are in a day and age where we put so much pressure on people liking us that we fail to realize what a true friend is. And if I can't be your friend, I can't be your partner. We can't go into business together forever 
if I don't like you as a personal friend. We got, can, can, can I help you out? We got too many people dating people they can't be friends with. Think about it. You, I, I don't even like you as my friend, but you're cute. Too often we are putting ourselves, we will hire people we don't like. We're going to talk about uh, leadership next week. You, there are actual leaders that will hire, we will bring on people that we don't have. There are churches that will bring people onto the staff that they don't like, don't agree with, but they feel... They, they, they feel a need, they, 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 they feel a void, they, they, they're good, they have a talent, and you know what? I may, we may argue every single day, but as long as the people don't see it, we are right. Who are the people you are putting in your circle? Because guess this, if they are there, somebody is influencing somebody. You're either influencing them or they're influencing you. And what are you learning? See, I just believe friends should have certain characteristics about them that when friendships should have clues. That they, they should show certain things about themselves that has give you certain clues about them. And I just believe it is there in our text that we see an amazing friendship. And if we can just pattern the people we allow in our lives, be our friend, be our partners, <laughs> be the coworkers you associate yourself with at work. If we could just look at what they do here in our text in First Samuel, I believe we'll find something. Time of the text, uh, David and his men, they have just gone over to Kyla, and they have defeated the Philistines as they were they, they were there and uh, uh, they were they were battling against Kyla. So they go to save the people of Kyla. In the midst of after after the saving, uh, David hears that Saul wants to kill him. He hears this, and so uh, he goes before the Lord and he says, "Lord." Um, I, I, I think I'm in a safe place. I just saved their life from the Philistines. Uh, but I need to come to you. If, if, if Saul comes and asks if I'm here, would the people that I just saved, would the people of Kyle, would they turn me over? And God tells him, yes, they will. Can I, can I pause here just a second? You must understand, everybody you're nice to, everybody you do something for, Everybody, you have their best interest at heart, don't have yours. Everybody, David saved their life. He saved their city. And God, he goes to God and says, if, if I by chance stay here, try to hide, will they hand me over? And God says, yes. You must understand something. There are some people in your life that you believe that just because you're nice to them, just because you're really good and very, very kind to them, you, you, you better go to God and ask God if they're, supposed to, if, if, if they're your real friend. You got to go to ask God if they're your real partner. You got to go to ask God if this is the person that's supposed to be in my center of influence. Because too often we are putting ourselves in a vulnerable state, believing people are better 
than they are. But in the midst of this, he goes and he runs. David go, I got to go to another city because they're going to turn me over. And so he goes over into the wilderness over in Horeb. He goes over there and he's there in Horash. And in the midst of the wilderness, the Bible tells us that a friend of his shows up in the wilderness. Jonathan, yeah, you know Jonathan, told you, you know the story. Saul's son, firstborn son, shows up because he's David's real friend. Saul, his father, is trying to kill David. Saul, his father, is trying to kill David because he believes David is going to be the next king, and so he is trying to prolong his kingdom rule, and so he needs to kill David. But instead of, da- instead of Jonathan wanting to go kill David, he goes and he goes to meet him. You must understand, a real friend, this is how you choose them. This, this, you, how do you choose good friends? This is how you choose them. Choose the ones that, um, that choose those that come into the wilderness with you. What do you mean, preacher? You got a whole lot of people in your circle that will shout with you when times are good. You mess around and say, I'm paying. Oh, Lord. Everybody come out the woodwork. You go to the restaurant and you paying? Listen, it's amazing how people would just show up. Well, you don't believe me? There's Ryan. Got his multi-million dollar deal. Remember that? Show up that night, every cowboy in na- cowboy nation, every one of the cowboy people, uh, the, 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 the line was there, the, 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 the linebackers was there, everybody around uh, Des Bryant, and they are excited to spend his money. Ran up all kind of bills with alcohol. Des get cut. Do we hear anybody on Twitter, Facebook, anybody talking about how much they miss Des Bryant? You must understand, there are some people in your corner, they only show up when times are good. Mess around, get in trouble at, at, at work. Mess around, do something that everybody don't think is kosher. You'll reckon you, you'll quickly find out who your real friends are at work. You, you mess around, don't agree with the with the leadership and what they are doing, and you want to say something about it. And, and y'all, you know without a shot. Now I'm not talking about when you just wrong and they just don't agree with you when you're wrong. I'm talking about when you are right, you know you're right, and they are they are wrong as all get out, and they won't stand with you even in the midst of your rightness because you're going against the grain. Guess what? That is not the person you should partner with. That, li- listen, when y'all decide to go ahead and quit and open up the business, don't take that person. <laughs> because friendship leaves clues, and they will meet you in the wilderness, and while they're there, they're doing something amazing. Jonathan doesn't come to talk about his father and how horrible his father is. Jonathan doesn't come and, and try to Talk about how, how great, go get on the phone after church. And did you, can you believe what Sally had on? Jonathan didn't come to gossip. Jonathan came, and look what he did there in 16. It says, uh, uh, then Saul's son, Jonathan, came to David in Horash and encouraged him in his faith in God. David, I know you're going through. I know you're dead. I know that my father wants to kill you, but you must be encouraged. Jonathan said, I'm here to encourage you. You need, get this, my second part, you need to choose those that seek to encourage you. 
But now understand, I'm not telling you that if they are there in your and the people who are there and, and, and they are not um, um, they won't come into the wilderness with you. I'm not telling you to cut them off. I'm not telling you to do that. If they want to come in the, in, into the wilderness with you, I'm not telling you to cut them off. All I'm telling you, you need to put a, you, you need to put somebody, an asterisk by the name as suspect. That's all I'm saying. Because if they will come into the wilderness with you, they will also come, and while they're there, they will, if Jonathan came and he encouraged him, he said, David, I understand that it might be hard right now, but you must be encouraged, not just in yourself, but he says, be encouraged in the Lord. I got a question. How many of your true people that you call your friends, how many of them encourage you? Or, 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 or are they the ones that when you get off the phone with them, you feel worse than when you, when you got on the phone? I, got, I, I, I told you, I, I told you there was nothing, I, I told you you shouldn't have done that. Listen, if you would listen to me, you wouldn't be in this position right now. Listen, you need to get your act together. Your life is horrible, and you're thinking, I thought you was my, I was calling you to, to build me up, but now I feel worse than I started. If the people around you make you feel worse, then you, catch this, they are not your friends. They are definitely not the ones you should partner with, and please don't hire them people. Man, I got something in my office. Well, yes, they co- you come into the one-on-one and you're like, I'm having a good, it's a good Monday. Good, the sun is shining bright. And they leave the one line, you're like, oh my gosh, what is good? Like, I feel like I want to go jump off a cliff right now. Because the reality of it is, their job is not to encourage you. Because they're not your friends. They're not the ones that God has placed in your center to say, I placed them there for the purpose of building you up. No, their job is to tear you down and they were placed there by somebody else. How do you feel when the people you call friends leave? Mm. How, how do you feel when your partners in business, when the ones that are, that that's supposed to uh, fill the place, fill the void that you can't fill, do you feel comfortable in what they are doing while you're not at the office? Okay, yeah, uh, you, you, some of y'all don't, you, you don't own your business. I, I understand. You talk, I'm talking about that coworker, the one that you said that when you're off, and you, do you feel like your work is going to get done when you're off, or you feel like when you show back up to work, ain't nothing going to be done? Uh, l- l- listen, you ain't worth nothing. You, anybody got them people in your office? That's not your partner. Not that, the, li- I understand they're cute. They, they can laugh, and they can have a good time. Listen, they, may, may, they even make, may, make, make good potato salad when it's time for the potluck at work. That's okay. Put them in the, put them in the category of good person for, uh, for, for bringing food, not for friends. Because too often we're putting the wrong people in the wrong places and then get mad at them when they don't fill the void, when they don't fill the position that you have placed them in. Guess what? That was never their job. But I'm saying, I am not saying just because they don't meet you in the wilderness that you should cut them off. I am not saying just because they won't encourage you that you need to cut them off. All I'm saying is, if they won't meet you in the wilderness, and they won't encourage you in the time of need, ashes by their name as suspect. Because I just believe there are just some things that friends, partners, catch this, even leaders 
do. I told you we'll talk about leadership next week. And so I want to kind of transition and kind of kind of kind of start looking at next week because there was something that was there was something amazing that happens in the text that what Jonathan does to show himself friendly was amazing. And if you don't if you don't know what you're reading when you read it, you might just miss it. So can we look at it? It says, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Before we go there. There are some people that that are not like Jonathan and don't have what Jonathan does for David. There are some people that are more like the friends of Job. What do you mean? I need can, can we talk about Job's friend? Job's friend goes to him and in the midst of Job's problem, de- de- he didn't come and encourage him. This is what he says. He says, consider, c- c- consider this. He says, who has perished when he was innocent? Where, where have the honest been destroyed? I, I don't, I'm just saying, consider, cons- consider this. He says, uh, 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 there in eight, he says, uh, uh, in my experience, those who plow injustice and those who sow trouble reap the same. Did you catch what he just did? Job is sick. Remember, body racking with pain. Job has lost everything. And instead of his friends coming and telling him, Job, you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Job has friends like we got and says, obviously, you done done something. <laughs> I, obviously, li- listen, uh, uh, it, that's what, it, think about, if Saul, uh, Saul's friend Jonathan was like Job's friend, Jonathan would have come out to the woods and say, listen, uh, my, my, it, listen, just declare that, uh, that, that, that you are wrong, you're not supposed to be the next king, and, and, and just say that so my father won't kill you. And, and listen, obviously it is your fault that he's trying to kill you. No, 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 he encouraged him. He built him up in the time where he needed him the most. He says, I will be with you even when my father won't. So what does he do? What he does next is amazing. He says, he says this to them. He says, do, do, don't be afraid, for my father Saul will never lay hand a hand on you. But then he says, you yourself will be king over Israel, and I will be your second in command. Even my father Saul knows it is true. Did you catch what just happened? If you just read it on the surface, you miss it. But can I, can I paint the picture for you? Before we mo- Think about kingdom rule and how it works. When a king dies, who becomes the next king? See, in a monarch, they don't vote on a new king. That's, we, we, we're in a democracy where that happens, where we vote on a new president. No, it stays in the family. And so when Saul is to, if something happens to Saul, the next king is supposed to be Jonathan. That's weird. Jonathan just told King David that you're going to be the next. I'm not going to be, I know what my birthright is. I understand what, how this, how this whole monarch is supposed to work. I understand what, what everybody else thinks is going to happen, but I recognize that I'm not going to be king. You, I'm willing to, re- I, I recognize that I'm not going, I'm not going to take the place with everybody else. I'm, I know the promotion is not for me. I, I understand the job. I'm not qualified for the job. 
But guess what, David? In spite of, uh, uh, of what everybody else is saying, in spite of what uh, everybody thinks it's supposed to be in this monarch, I recognize that you are, catch this, you need to start choosing friends, choosing partners, choosing relationships. Choose those that unconditionally celebrate you, celebrate you, and celebrate your elevation. What do you mean? Jonathan could have been mad, just like his father was mad, because by right, he's supposed to be the next king. But he says, David, I don't care what everybody else says. I don't care what everybody else thinks. I recognize that you have a certain elevation on your life, and I'm here to celebrate you regardless of what anybody is trying to say. I need you to understand something. There needs to be some people in your life that no matter what they want about themselves, they recognize there's something special about you. Do you have people that think you're special, or are they always looking at you and looking down on you because they think they're better than you? Don't get into a partnership with those who can't recognize. If, 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 if they don't recognize your, your level in which God has placed you, guess what? That's not your partner. That's not your friend. Those, those are not the people God has placed you into relationship with. He says, I'm going to encourage you in spite of. Now catch this. I told you, just because they won't meet you in the wilderness, then I need to cut them off. Just because, just because they, you, you know, they, they, they won't encourage you, I'm not saying you need to cut them off. But, if you got somebody in your corner that won't ever come to you in the wilderness, won't ever come and be with you when you need it, the most, if you also have that same person that in spite of what you're going through, they, they can't seem to encourage you, but it always feels as though they're tearing you down and making you feel worse. And then on top of that, they can never celebrate your elevation. They're always trying to tear you down. And in spite of what, how high you get, they're always trying to tell you how they're better. I'm set. I, at, it is at that moment where I tell you to cut them off. Cut, cut them, cut them, cut, 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 cut them off. If there were just some people that are bleeding you dry in your life, and it is time that you stop allowing yourself to be broken down by people that don't care about you and don't call them true, true friends. See, some of us are choosing wrong. Some of us are choosing based off of they've had other businesses to businesses to succeed, so obviously I, I, I need to, to join in with them because they're, they're just successful. So some of us are the place where, you know, they're just, you know, um, I, I just need somebody in my corner right now. I'm, I'm going through, and I just need somebody to be there. To, you know, I, I know this is not long term, but, you know, but, but, you know, I just need somebody in my corner right now. Some of us, I, I just, I know I'll never be married, but I don't want to die alone. It's called call real. And so you got people in your corner that catch this. They don't care about you. They, 
every time you talk to them, you feel worse than when you started? They don't encourage you. They, you can't even get them on a the phone if you get a, if you get a promotion. Because they don't want to hear about that. You, you're always supposed to be beneath them. Now you make more money than them, and now you can't even find them. Because reality of it is, true friendship have clues. And I just encourage you to get to a place to where you can say, you know what, I got a hashtag relationship goal. And you no longer fit in my category of friend. I, I got hashtag relationship goals, and I, I just can't have people like you as partners. I got hashtag relationship goals, and you know what? Uh, we're not going to be able to date no more. I just, I just got, I didn't, right this moment, I just got to the place where I realized, you know what, I, you, you do nothing for me. <laughs> you, 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 you add nothing to my life. I got a question. Who's in your corner? And why are they there? Let us pray. God, we love you and we thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace.